Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Here's the truth. Having a perfect body isn't your purpose, but have you found yourself obsessing over it anyways? Have you found yourself adopting diet after diet, searching for a sense of fulfillment? I get it. I spent years of my life scrambling everywhere for the answers I was looking for. I listened to podcasts, I hired gurus, I read books, I moved states, I bought a puppy, and I continued to try just about everything I could think of. While all of these mechanisms are wonderful, they still can't even scrape the surface of what real healing can provide for you. You see, I used to be a fitness competitor, as you probably know, who was obsessed with clean eating, counting macros, and working out twice a day. I know what it's like to find yourself in the throes of orthorexia, where your body and food becomes the number one priority in your life. After practicing self-care rituals day after day, I realized something else was missing from my life, something bigger than anything I had been doing. Everyone kept telling me to search within to find all of the answers, but I found the more I searched within, the less I found what I really needed, until I realized it was God that was missing from my healing process. From that day on, I started praying that God would change my heart. I didn't pray that I would change my own heart because I knew that wasn't going to happen. Only he could do it because only he could fill the empty space in my heart that I was trying to fill with food, perfectionism, and my body image. So now I've got questions for you. Do you want to ask Christ to provide the kind of healing that ends with you spending more time thinking about things you're passionate about than you do about your next meal? Do you want to feast on the bread of life instead of your never-satisfying, gluten-free, low-calorie, non-GMO, clean-eating snacks? Do you want God to give you the courage you need to delete your calorie counting app and burn up your meal plan for good? Are you fed up with obsessing over having the perfect diet and the perfect body? Do you want to be the salt of the earth but can't get past your literal fear of eating salt in your diet? If you answered yes to any of these huge questions, how do we let go of our need to control and give it over to God? How do we get to a place where food is just food and it's no longer what we obsess about? This is the question that I pondered over for quite a few years. And so after putting a lot of time and effort in the past couple months, as you probably know, uh, I've created a program that is centered on healing a negative body image and a poor relationship with food, perfectionism, anxiety, Um, all these obsessions that we have with changing our body, changing our body, changing our body. 
And I used the Bible to be a guide. And I, I took the scripture, the scriptures that related most to the struggle that so many of us deal with, and I created a course. So this program, this course that I created, it's for, the, it's for you if um, you're exhausted with constant food anxiety that creeps up before, during, and after every meal. You're emotionally done with having to compensate for calories with exercise and physically. You desire a stronger relationship with the one and only Christ Jesus. You long to use your life for something spectacular, but you're not sure how. You want more friendships and relationships, but don't feel like you can overcome your social anxiety to get there. You want to give your body the nourishment it needs to rebuild a strong metabolism. You want to be able to go out to eat with friends and actually enjoy the meal. You desire to be able to exercise without obsessing over it or using it to lose weight. So here is what is included in this course that I have called uh, Scripture, Food, and Healing. Devotionals, so you'll get a scripture and a devotional sent to your email every single day, which means 42 body and food-related scriptures total, and they're all amazing. Trust me, every time I, I oh, every time I do one of these, I, I get goosebumps. Every time I create one of these devotionals, I just, it's insane what God really has to say to us about this particular disorder. Very precise. Um, journaling, so there'll be journaling prompts so I can help you articulate what God is really saying to you in certain scriptures, not just what I think it says for me. Um, it, during the course, you'll learn how to love food again. There'll be intensive disordered eating assignments that will rekindle your flame with food. You'll be able to respect your body. Body image exercises that will target body dysmorphia and undo any negative connotations you have against your body will be included. Accountability, so I'll set you up with accountability partners so that you can keep each other, um, you can encourage each other essentially. There'll be Bible studies, six live Bible study calls with experts in the field of food, nutrition, body image, self-care, and perfectionism. And those will all be on Sundays. There will be uh, daily resources, so I've collected a whole bunch of amazing resources across the, the web, um, including videos, sermons, podcasts, books, recommend book recommendations, um, and I've included those in the course so I can point you in different directions and introduce you to amazing resources. Self-care, so there's self-loving rituals that are bringing you closer to trusting God and His incredible plans for your life. There will be a thoughtfully written prayer sent to your email every morning that's applicable to each devotion memorization so i can provide for you creative tools for memorizing the scriptures you learn over the next six weeks there will be constant guidance so there's christian-based insight on fear worry shame guilt faith growth truth purpose passion idols food body image conviction discernment and more and last but not least there is support so if you have a question i am here for you every step of the way so this includes um, all kinds of email coaching if you are curious about something and you want a little bit of insight from me, just send me a question and I'll be able to email you back. So what can you expect by the time you are done with this course? You can expect that you'll have a much more fulfilling relationship with Christ where you turn to him in every circumstance in regards to food and body image. You'll have a bigger understanding of what God says about your body and its magnificent purpose. Food will no longer be a threat to your existence and instead you'll find yourself approaching every meal with ease. You'll have the wisdom and knowledge of an accountability partner for life. Hopefully, you know, if y'all if y'all click, you can hang out and and be on the online space together, which I think is such a beautiful part of this program. You'll have a toolbox worth of practices to engage in whenever your body image diminishes your self-esteem in the future. 
you'll have and own incredibly planned out Bible study lessons that will relate to your to both your walk with Christ and your relationship with food. You'll know how to treat every meal you approach mindfully and intuitively. You'll finally be able to go out to dinner stress-free without obsessing over the calories that may or may not be hidden in your food. You'll be able to trust your body to eat until it's full because you know, because, I'm sorry, because you now trust God with all of your heart. So um, the guest teachers we have, a couple of them have been on the podcast, Megan Roosevelt, and she's the amazing healthy grocery girl I had on about a month back probably. Elle Griffin, she is the editor-in-chief of Over the Move magazine, and I was on her podcast. She's an incredible person. Um, Lauren Schofield, so she is the, uh, she is over at Ancestralize Me. And she's an amazing, amazing registered dietitian, very smart, but she too relies on the strength of God and her relationship with Jesus to help her overcome personal struggles with body image and disordered eating habits. Uh, Audra Dennison, so Audra is the girl on uh, Instagram known as This Girl Audra. She's very popular on Instagram and she's not afraid to speak about her faith and her relationship with God, but she too used to have a six pack and she too would eat super... Uh, rigid and anal and and clean eating and she found what works for her and her body and she helps people get their periods back uh fully functioning human human beings again and then uh a wonderful new lady that i have just had the pleasure of meeting her name is lou uh you know i can't really pronounce her last name very well lou urich but she is a health and body image coach who specializes in yo-yo dieting and binge eating behaviors so she will be um talking about binge eating and her relationship with God and it I just I have one more guest that's coming on I'm finalizing that right now so I can't let you know who it is yet but I am just on cloud nine because of these amazing wonderful women that are going to be speaking in this course um so uh the last thing that I really want to tell you that if you're still not sure that this program might be for you the there is a money back guarantee so there's really no risk involved at all So if after the first 10 days you don't experience a strong relationship of understanding what God says about body image and food, or you don't foresee the program being helpful in your journey, you can email me and I'll give you a full refund. So that's for the first 10 days. I don't want to be taking any money that I didn't rightfully earn, and I don't want to uh, say that I'm providing you insight, and I don't really provide you particular insight that you're looking for. So I hope that that is uh, a good thing for you. And so if you want to check out this program, just go to scripturefoodandhealing.com and you can check it out. The price was um, almost 400 but I decided that this is a pilot launch and that means that I want as many people to join as possible so that y'all can go through it, maybe give me some feedback, tell me what you liked about it the most, what you maybe didn't like, what you would have liked more of so, so that I can get more people in it. I've decided to put the price for this program at $167.99. So if you want to check that out, you can go to that link. And there's also another option to pay in two installments of $83.99. I would love to have you in this course. As you probably know, if you follow me on social media, I've been working so hard on this thing. I've been just every single day, I have been chipping away at it. And it's been great for me because honestly, it's been a good chance for me to really rekindled my relationship with God and I had this I have just had a really amazing time creating this I'm gonna be completely honest I've just really found myself diving deeper into the word and getting really involved with my church and really involved with 
good friends who lift me up and encourage me in doing this. And now I'm just excited to put it out there and to get y'all's feedback and to have y'all go through the course. So remember that scripturefoodandhealing.com. If you forget what that is, then you can always go to the show notes for this. And the show notes will be uh, maddiemoon.com slash mbm74. You can check those out there. And now on to the podcast episode today. So the the heart of the podcast, this is going to be a fun one for me at least. I think hopefully it'll be fun for you. But I wanted to talk about me. I just wanted to talk about me. I I don't think like you guys know all that much. So I'm going to be doing 50 things about me. Random, random things. So I sat down the past couple days and been writing out just some things here and there that I think, oh, that might be something to share. Some of them are probably like, okay, that's lame. Why did you put that in there? But some of them might be kind of quirky and interesting. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, let's get to the review of the week. This one comes from Erin, and she says, Amazing eye-opening with five stars. Mind Body Musings podcasts have changed my life in many ways. I look forward to hearing the new ones every Wednesday to hear the wisdom of Maddie Moon and her guests. Every podcast has helped me to get through body image issues and trying to recover from anorexia. It can help anyone who's struggling with food and body image issues and will give a new perspective on life and health. To me, Maddie Moon is like an angel sent from God to help me with my struggles. It's a miracle I discovered her. So sweet. This does warm my heart. Well, the first time I read this, it was just so sweet. Thank you, Erin. Okay, so let's do this thing. Five, wait, I'm sorry, not five. Okay, five O. Oh. Fifty things about me. <clears throat> huh, number one. I grew up in a small town called Rockwall in Texas. I don't know if anyone has been there, but that is where I went to school. That's where I grew up, Rockwall, Texas. It's like 20 minutes outside of Dallas, and I don't plan to go back. Number two, I went to college at University of Arkansas in Fayetteville for two years of my life, and then the next two years, my junior and senior year, I went to University of Texas at Austin. Number three, I was in the marching band in high school. I played the clarinets. Uh, I was in the marching band. I was in the concert band. I was one of the first chairs, and playing clarinet was my uh, everything. I was always practicing. I was always doing it. Clarinet was like my jam. Number four, I once split open my thumb from shaking a snow globe too hard, and that was terrifying. Number five, I only like to eat with small forks and spoons. I cannot stand average size forks and spoons. Like most people, they see a fork, they're like, okay, but I analyze it and I'm like, this is too big. I want a smaller one. And I don't know if this goes back to maybe uh, not eating much whenever I, I did go through spurts of not eating anything at all from my disordered eating days. Maybe it's like smaller forks and smaller spoons equals smaller portions and smaller bites. I don't know. I have no idea where that comes from, but even to this day, I'm kind of anal about the size of my utensils. Um, The only place I have been out of the country is Canada. I went when I was pretty young, and I don't remember much. I remember I have two memories. The first thing was that we went whale watching, and it was foggy, and we couldn't see a single thing. And before we knew it, there was a huge foghorn behind us, and there was this ginormous ship coming up behind us in the fog, approaching very quickly, and we all had to book it out of there in our little, like, raft. And then I fell asleep. I don't know how, maybe shock. Uh, And the other memory I have, it was my birthday when I was uh, in Canada, and we were riding in a carriage thing 
uh, I don't know, not a carriage, but one of those little, I don't know, I can't describe it. It's like a, a seat that you and someone else sit in and then a bike, a biker like rides you around. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. But it was my birthday and I told the guy that was riding us around that it was my birthday and he started singing happy birthday to me and we were riding in downtown somewhere in Canada. And then before we knew it, the entire town was singing happy birthday as we were riding through and it was really awesome and it's special. I'll I'll always remember that. Number seven, I have never been on a cruise. I want to go on a cruise. I would love to go on a cruise. Any cruise recommendations, let me know because that sounds like something really fun to put on my bucket list. Number eight, my favorite color to wear is brown. I love brown. I have brown bags. I have brown clothing, brown shoes, brown everywhere. I love pink though, so that's probably my favorite color, color, because pink just makes me happy, but Pink, gold, brown. Those are the best colors to me. Um, my ninth birthday was at Adopt-A-Bear, which is a knockoff of Build-A-Bear. And yeah, I don't know why I put that in there, but I thought that was significant. My first two blogs were poetry blogs. So I used to be uh, very, very much into poetry. Poetry was... Uh, see, even when I think about these memories, I'm like, why don't I still do that? Because... Whenever I used to write poetry, it was one way I could express myself that I couldn't express myself in any other way. And it's cool because you don't have to make sense. You just write whatever comes to mind. Sometimes I would write about uh, shoelaces or or, or random stuff. Um, you know what I'm going to do right now? This is so random. But I'm going to read you one of my poems. I have to pull up my website, though. So hold on. Yes, so I still have some yeah one of my poetry blogs is still up and it was called luna fortuna and that means uh fortune among the stars so i would even my little slogan was even the smallest of moons can aspire fortune among the stars because i'm a moon so you know luna fortuna okay so let's see um which one am i going to read for you okay so this one i'm going to read is called before bed and it's kind of lighthearted. so this isn't a serious poem at all This is very much, this one I probably wrote within three minutes, and it was before bed, so that's why I called it before bed. I cannot write poetry, it's a small, well-fed glory, to be as ignorant as I and this one person's suffocating story. I sit with my pen and a coffee in hand, and debate whether these sheets of blank will put forth what I demand. Frayed not, said the ink running down my wrist, you have no inspiration, motivation, or creativity to produce any thoughts at all. Listening to the thick ooze on my desk, I blot black dots of sand even my psychiatrist would not understand. Stumped and troubled, I crawl into bed with the ink in my hand and the thoughts still in my head. Yay! Okay, do y'all want to hear one more? Y'all are like, I didn't sign up for this. Okay, I'm going to read one called Winter Treatment. She sits beneath the apricot tree, peppermint leaves spinning in her glass. The heat and colors of summer have finally arrived, but winter never seemed to leave. Cheerful pigments stain the season, all things that were once beautiful appear black and white, hidden in shadow. Diagnosed in the spring, treatment in the summer, casket in the fall, all but one season's ruined. I wish you too would love winter, mother said, hoping that I would feel its sharp teeth sink in my bare skin and want more. So that one doesn't rhyme, but that one was inspired by my grandma. Um, Even though it says mother, because my grandma passed away from cancer. So I think I wrote that one because I remember... 
that they had apricot trees and peppermint tea always at their house. Okay, so enough with the poetry. Let's get on back to 50 Things About Me. Uh, My longest dream in life was to be a fiction author living in a loft in London. I pictured myself in this very, very cozy, warm, uh, old-timey London loft, and I would live upstairs above, like, uh, I don't know, a bakery shop, and there'd be cobblestone outside, and it'd always be raining. That was my vision. Twelve, I sat in the first row of X Factor, directly behind Simon Cowell and Paula Abdul for one of the shows. I went with, I don't know, thousands of other people, and me and my sister ended up being placed right behind Simon and Paula, which was so random because they pulled us aside and they said, hold on, because we were just going to go to the back, but then they put us there, which was cool because Simon's pretty awesome. Uh, Number 13, if I could eat sweet potatoes with eggs and sunflower seed butter for every meal, I would. 14, I never remember what I washed or didn't wash in the shower, so I often have to do everything twice. I have a little system where after I do shampoo, I'll put it in a different place, or after I, like, wash um, my body, I'll have to say out loud, I washed my body so that I remember. Super weird. I've had six cats in my life, but I'm a dog person. I want to be a nationwide speaker on the topic of body image and orthorexia. In high school, I sewed a lot of my clothes, skirts, pajama pants, shirts. Um, I made dolls, not in high school, when I was in elementary school. But I would make dolls when I was in elementary school and stuff them with cotton and then make them clothing. And whenever we moved, I would sew a little uh, luggage suitcase and then stuff all the dolls' clothes in it. It was pretty cool. My first job was working in the only music store in my hometown making $8 an hour, which I loved because I was around all the music. I skipped my senior year of high school and went straight to college. Uh, I used to play piano, clarinet, guitar, and a little cello, all of which I miss so much. I don't know why I don't just go and start playing one again. I eat curry for nearly every single day. I I do. I like to go to Trader Joe's and buy the ready-made curries, and then I'll put a couple tablespoons in like a rice-vegetable-meat mixture and eat it. My favorite dessert is a very tart and powdery lemon bar. I am obsessed with lemon. Side note, I love lemon candles. I love lemon lotion. I love lemon uh, body mist. I love lemon pound cake, pie drinks, water, anything with lemon is my jam. My favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Uh, The beauty mark, okay, this one's interesting. The beauty mark above my lips, if you've seen a picture of me, you've seen there's like a little like mole. I call it a beauty mark because my mom always called it a beauty mark. Above my lips used to be a lot bigger and I had it removed three times after being bullied in elementary school. So I had my mole that's above my lips was used to be really quite, I mean, not like I'm making it sound huge. It was just like a regular size mole it sticks out. This one's barely, this one's barely raised. But that's because I've had it cut off three times, which really kind of hurts to get a shot right above your lip and then have to wear a Band-Aid over it for weeks. Um, but I was bullied a lot in high school because it's, quote, ugly. And so I really wanted to get it off and now it's came come back a little bit but it's still very small and it's so it's a happy medium for me i have seen the fellowship of the ring over 40 times 
let that soak in. I was in a sorority at the University of Arkansas, and it was called Zeta Ta Alpha. Anyone else out there that's a Zeta Ta Alpha? Hi. Uh, 27, I'm Scottish, Irish, and Dutch. 28, I'm related to the famous clown Emmett Kelly Jr. So if you don't know who Emmett Kelly Jr. is, go check him out. Just Google him, Emmett Kelly Jr. I bet you've seen a picture of him somewhere. We're related. Um, when I was young, I painted my room green because it reminded me of my favorite lightsaber. I have made lambus bread, you know, the bread of the elves, uh, from Lord of the Rings. And it's okay. It definitely could use a little more sweetener. I own an Elvish dictionary, and I could speak Elvish for a while. I was once a cocktail waitress at a party where I met Fergie. Jimmy John's makes my favorite sandwiches. I was baptized when I was nine years old. Okay, I love this one. And I found this out just the other... I mean, I knew part of it, but I didn't know this is why. Okay, let me say it first, and then I'll explain. Um, my, my grandpa, on my dad's side, my dad's dad... He was shot three times during the war, during World War II, and he was left in the snow for 24 hours. Uh, When he was rescued, he had frostbite on his feet, which is why all of us on um, my dad's side of the family have freezing cold feet. My dad does, I do, and I know a lot of people have freezing cold feet, but we attribute it to my grandpa being left out in the snow and uh, having frostbite on his feet after that, so... My grandpa ended up getting the a purple heart because he was everyone was shot and what they what they told me is that everyone was shooting around my grandpa to make sure he was dead because they would just shoot around and if the person flinched then they knew they were still alive and then they'd shoot him so he had to lay perfectly still in the snow and he did that for 24 hours didn't move finally got rescued and had you know frostbite so that's why I have freezing cold feet Um, I once had mono for three months and I didn't even realize it. I felt faint. I felt dizzy. I felt sick all the time, but I didn't realize I had mono. Before I developed severe orthorexia, I ate spinach enchiladas twice a week because it was my favorite food ever. And a secret dream of mine is that I hope one day I'll be able to eat that as carefree as I did back then because spinach enchiladas are still one of those foods where I'm like, oh my gosh, so much cheese, so much cheese, enchiladas, what? I don't think I've had enchiladas in five years. So, hi, I still have food fears. Hello. Yes, I do. And that's one of them that I would like to tackle one of these days. And I think that I will. The only time I have ever been crowd surfing is when I passed out from dehydration at Austin City Limits and had to be passed over the fence where I was dropped and caught by the emergency medical team. Yes, it was the very last concert. It was Arctic Fire at Austin City Limits. And since it's the very last one and there was no other shows going on at the same time, Every single person at Austin City Limits came to that one spot and pushed everyone forward and I was being pushed and I hadn't, I'd barely drank anything all day, didn't eat anything almost all day and fainted and fell on top of these people that were sitting at my feet. I don't know why they were sitting at my feet because we we're all shoulder to shoulder crammed. So I think I was just sick. There was just so many people around me and it was, I had really bad um, claustrophobia. So that's another fact that I didn't have on there. But I passed out and I was crowd surfed basically unconscious, over to the fence where I was dropped in. The big medical guy grabbed me, put me on a golf cart, rode me away, asked me a whole bunch of questions. Who's the president? How many 
nickels are in a dollar, all that stuff, but it was only from dehydration, and that was kind of scary, but yay, at least I crowd surfed. Uh, one time I tooted in the middle of CrossFit class doing an ab exercise. Yeah, everyone heard me, so yeah. Um, I have been working on writing a science fiction book that I do plan to take some time to complete one of these days. It's a secret, uh, hobby, I guess, or it's not a secret anymore, but I have this amazing book idea and I want it to come to life so badly. I just need to start making time for it. I have the time. I need to make time because I would love for this to be published one day. Uh, my biggest vulnerability is not being special in this world. And I know, you know, I told my boyfriend this and he goes, everyone wants to be special. And I think that is true to some extent. I think to me, it's like, I have a vulnerability that I won't be known. You know, I won't be unique and I won't be, you know, known for being different. I think I've always kind of struggled with that. And this brings me to my next point. My biggest relief is to know that I don't have to be special in this world because Jesus Christ made it so. Um, he made, he is the special one. I don't have to be special because of him, which is pretty great. I don't have to worry because he takes that over for me. You know, all those things that I put on myself, I don't have to do. I don't have to, to live up to these expectations because of him. I am my happiest. I mean, I am my all time happiest when I'm creating period. When I'm creating something, I am the happiest person I can be. So today, this is now a podcast, a blog, a program, or an amazing coaching session. I'm just creating some awesome chemistry with someone. That's when I'm my happiest. Used to be uh, when I was writing poetry or playing music, and I still love those things. So yeah. Uh, I'm recently realizing, this is another vulnerability, I'm being vulnerable with you, that I'm a bit codependent. So it's something I'm having to work on. You know, I've never thought that I'd be the codependent type, but I kind of am, so I'm working on that right now. I once had my leg crushed between a horse and a tree, and it was really painful, and I didn't like horses for about 10 years. They terrified me because this horse, I was riding a horse, and it leaned up against a tree with all of its body weight and rubbed up and down because it was like scratching its side, but my eight-year-old leg was stuck in there. That hurt. When I was training for my first uh, fitness competition, I had pneumonia, and I still demanded that I train twice a day. I was coughing up a storm, and I was doing the Stairmaster, running up it, sprinting up it, and I thought that was fine. Uh, number 47, when I had said pneumonia, I had to put a certain cream on me for some reason, and this cream made my butt break out in little red bumps for a week, and it was terrifying and really ugly and really scary to see. It looked like I had chicken pox just on my butt. My favorite band is Bastille. If you don't know who Bastille is, check them out. They give me warm and fuzzies every time I listen. My favorite kind of sushi is a dragon roll, because eel. And number 50, my favorite movie is Grease because ugh, I just can't get enough of that movie. I love John Travolta. I love the clothes they wore. I love the soundtrack. My favorite soundtrack besides Sweeney Todd. Amazing. So those are 50 facts about me. Uh, really random stuff there, but I hope that you feel like you know me a little more. Um, if you have any questions, you can feel free to shoot them over. And wow. Yeah, I just like... Y'all really know me now. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. 
So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know that it might have been kind of different to spend a whole episode learning about me, but I promise I won't put you through that again. I just wanted to do it that one time because it was something that was fun. And I felt like just having some fun and sharing more stuff so y'all know more about me, more than just orthorexia, body image, and uh, ex-fitness competitor. So there you go. Be sure to head on over to Scripture Food and Healing. Check out that program. See if it's for you. If you have any questions at all, please let me know. And you can um, head on over to my website to download your free book, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession, if you want to learn more about um, putting down your meal plans and not counting calories and finding some peace within your body. I will see you guys next week. Uh, I love you all, and y'all have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday.